Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. What is it with rock stars thinking this entire planet is some sort of all-you-can-eat, booty-groping, sexual smorgasbord? You should withdraw that, and if you don't, we will have to deal with it on the floor of the Senate. We're going to fight for those Australians who haven't got the time to go around and get on Twitter and wear T-shirts. The kids who are sick cannot do the hip-hop anymore. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. G'day and welcome to The Curb. My name's Andrew Pearce and this is the podcast that's all about culture, unity, reviews and banter. This podcast is proudly recorded on the lands of the Wajak people of Perth region and they pay respects to their elders both past, present and emerging. On this particular episode, I chat with uh, two filmmakers who uh, have created a film which I think is one of the best films I've seen this year. And their names are Indiana Bell and Josiah Allen. And they make up part of the team that is the South Australia output stakeout films. Now, their short film, Call Connect, screened at the Revelation Film Festival earlier this year, and it screened with the film Chain for Life, and I think it was a perfect pairing of the two films there, uh, as is usually the case. Um, Revelation always does a fantastic job of pairing short films with feature films. Um, And yeah, look, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It is a one-take short film that goes for about 16 minutes, and it features Caitlin O'Loughlin and Brennan Rock. And Caitlin is a playing a the role of a young girl who is uh, volunteering at a help call center and has to deal with somebody who's calling through who is quite mentally unstable. And the conversation unfurls in a really, really open uh deep manner uh she is completely unexperienced and is thrown in the deep end uh this is her first call and the way it unfolds is really really beautiful and quite heartbreaking as well uh i abs again i'm repeating myself and i repeat myself quite a bit during that the 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 conversation here i I genuinely believe that this is one of the best films i've seen this year and it's a short film 16 minute short film and one that i i cannot highly recommend seeking out if it if it comes near you at a festival or wherever uh try and watch call connect because it's beautiful and you know check out the work that these guys do i think that you know they they're only young but they're actually putting out some of the the really exciting content here and i cannot wait to see where they go from here because uh if call connect is uh, great evidence of of what they're capable of then certainly um you know, we're in for great stuff. And we talk about in this interview as well, we talk about the output of the South Australian film uh, contribution to Australian film. And yes, of course, they've got Mortal Kombat being made there, but there is a lot of actually 
great stuff that's already been made in Adelaide or will be made. I Am Mother was made down there, uh, which is the the Netflix film by Grant Spatori. If you haven't already watched that, please watch it. It's a great, great sci-fi film that was made there. There's a whole bunch of other great Australian films that have been made there. A lot of brilliant content made in South Australia. And now I'm really excited to see what comes out of there uh, in the the future, especially from Stakeout Films as well. Um, Just a really brilliant output there and i i know that i uh, i tend to overdo the praise sometimes a, a little bit but i think that this is uh, certainly for core connectors is well warranted um so yeah look enjoy this interview and enjoy listening to the output and the 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 the, the creative process that goes into making short films uh, i really enjoyed this discussion i found it very interesting and engaging um and hopefully you enjoy it too even if you haven't seen the short film um we don't spoil anything or anything like that uh, it is simply just a short film that's about the discussion that occurs um but i do believe that it's it's one that is is well worth seeking out again repeating myself here but it's you know Mark it on your calendar as a film to check out. Uh, and if you're interested in finding out more about their work, stakeoutfilms.com is their website. I'll stick a link to that in the show notes. So let's listen to a trailer for Call Connect and then we'll be back with that interview. My name's Indiana Bell. Um, I'm 23 years old from Adelaide, and um, myself and Josiah and another guy called John, we went to Flinders Uni and formed Stakeout Films after we graduated. So we all collaborate together, but generally um, I do some of the writing, producing and directing. Joe? And, uh, yeah, my name's Josiah Allen, um, and, yeah, I do uh, directing and um, a lot of the editing as well. Yeah. Great. That's fantastic. You guys are young and you're making such brilliant work. Um, so, yeah, I, I got in contact with you guys about your short film called Connect, which I saw at Revelation Film Festival, uh, and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a brilliant short film, superbly directed and, and filmed and, and acted. Um, but I want to go back because you've made a few films before this one, um, and I'm, I'm curious about uh, where the idea and the concept for Stakeout Films started from and what the... Uh, the, the core intention of Stakeout Films is for you guys? Well, um, as I said, we all went to Flinders Uni together um, and throughout uni we did a lot of group projects yeah. and just found that we all kind of clicked and we all have kind of strengths and weaknesses that balance out in our group. Um, so um, after uni finished, we decided that we really just wanted to keep making our own content um, rather than just um, moving on to anything else yet we kind of wanted to use this opportunity because we're we're young and we're lucky we um we thought this is the best time for us to be producing our own stuff yeah. so um yeah we decided to make stakeout films as a little bit of a uh, a little collective where we could um, make our own creative work um, but also do some client stuff as well um, to get some money in the pocket um to help pay for the shorts yeah they'll pay <laughs> for our shorts so um yeah, that's basically where it all started from. We just all clicked at uni, and um, and since then, every project that we've done, we've worked with other people that we 
um, went to university with as well. So um, we're all kind of learning together, which has been really fun. Yeah. And it's clear, like, the work is just, like, going on, on the basis of Core Connect, the work is just fantastic. And I'd watched the um, the behind-the-scenes uh, video of, of it on the website as well, which shows it's really impressive because, like, this is this is one film that is just a, a one-shot that is just, I don't know, the, the, the acting in it is superb. Um, Caitlin, they're, they're amazing, aren't they? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I want to I want to touch on that to start off with. So the actors, the two actors that that we see or hear as well. Um, how did you go about casting them? And uh, I want to touch on whether they actually met each other prior to filming or or what the relationship as well was uh, prior to filming. Because of course one person is on a phone and the other one is not seeing this person that's on a phone. Uh, so it's an interesting relationship that the two have. Yeah. Well, we um, we. At, at Flinders, they have kind of three creative streams, one for creative writing, one for film, which we were in, and one for acting. Um, so while we were at university, we kind of had our eye on Kaysla and we'd seen her in a couple of productions and we thought she was pretty amazing. So um, when it came around to this uh, script, she was the perfect age and the perfect look. And um, so we, we knew her from uni and approached her and gave her a script and she was really keen on the idea. So it kind of went from there. Um, and with Brendan, um, he was a he's a local actor who we've seen in. He's been in so many different projects, um, and we, to be honest, we didn't think that we would um, be able to get him on the film yeah. um, because he's uh, yeah he's yeah as I said like really well known, um, especially in SA. Um, but we decided just to send him the script and see how it went, and um, luckily he liked it. So um, we kind of went from there, and yeah, so that was Brendan Rock, and uh, so we we got the actors together from for some rehearsals before the shoot um, in kind of the months leading up because we knew that because it was one take, it was going to take the whole day to get the perfect shot and, you know, we kind of needed to have the, the dialogue and everything really smooth beforehand. So, um, yeah, we had a couple of rehearsals with the actors and they met for the first time then and we just sat at a table and, and read the play. Um, yeah. We read it like a play and... Uh, and yeah, uh, Brendan was actually there on the shoot day behind the the set, um, so that he could be in the room at the same time as Caitlin, um, so that we could get the dialogue coming across really natural and all of the timing perfect. Um, so that when it came to editing it, we used we used that take on the day that we got from Brendan. Mm. It's it's stunning. Like I just yeah, I, I keep on repeating myself here, but I, I thought that was just absolutely brilliant. Um, so uh, yeah. Indy, you wrote the script, uh, and obviously it's a co-directed piece. How do you guys work together as co-directors, and um, what kind of research went into writing uh, this particular script as well? Um, well, yeah, the, the the script kind of came about because we we found it quite easy to do, um, and very fun to do comedy work straight out of uni because um, you know on low budget you can kind of get away with things a bit more with comedy. Um, but uh, with this particular script, we decided that we really wanted to push ourselves and um, actually have a go at really directing and working with actors and rehearsing. It was something we'd never really done before, so we really wanted to do that. Um, so we just decided, I've decided to write purely a conversation so that we didn't really have anywhere to hide in terms of um, directing um, and something that we could really, yeah, rehearse out like a play um, and really uh, do most of the work in rehearsal. Um, so that's kind of like where the one take conversation idea came from. 
Um, and then in terms of the call centre itself, um, we we kind of we didn't want to come across like we had all the answers, um, you know, to to mental health and all those issues, but. We decided to focus on the caller because um, that's a position that we've all can relate to, that we've all been in at some point or another, where we felt really out of depth, um, and we felt like you know there's a lot of weight to what we say, and we don't know if we're saying the right thing. Um, so that's kind of where we wanted to concentrate, um, not on the caller himself, but on the person taking the call. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it all where it all sprouted from. Um, so I wrote the script and then um, passed it to uh, John Chataway, who's also in our collective, and Josiah. And, um, yeah, we all just kind of sat down and, and nutted it out together. And, um, yeah, co-directing with Joe is uh, quite natural for us because we've done it for lots of projects now. And, um, yeah, we find that we kind of balance out each other's strengths and weaknesses. So it's also really good just to have another set of eyes and another yeah. opinion that you can kind of, it can back up your decisions or it can challenge them. Um, and, yeah, I, I really like it because you feel a lot more confident going into a set with another person who has the same vision as you um, and who maybe articulates something that you can't. So, yeah, I find co-directing, um, yeah, it's really fun and rewarding. Yeah. And for yourself as well, Joe. how do you, um, now, now you've just had all this praise heaped on you, um, how do you find the <laughs> co-directing experience too? <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, throughout uni, I was definitely a lot more of a visual person and uh, Indy was definitely coming from a lot more of the writer's perspective. So we kind of started doing projects early on to kind of balance that out. And yeah, as we've gone along, we've, I think, developed um, a really good onset language where we, um, we, yeah, we don't really have arguments. We kind of will sit there in between takes and charging yeah that's right really <laughs> serious conversations about decisions but I think we yeah have become really quite efficient at um kind of the best um best idea wins and mm. yeah it's it's, re it's really great yeah. and I think we're both it's helping us also both really improve um at areas that we were originally weaker in so I think each project we do the balance is kind of is getting closer and closer to just, mm. you know, she has so much input into the visuals and I have so much into character stuff now and, yeah, it's going really well. Yeah. It, was there any kind of uh, co-director relationships that you looked at that have already existed that, that you maybe looked as kind of a template of, of how you guys would work together. Um, obviously there's a whole bunch of different co-directors and, and productions out there uh, stretching throughout the history of film uh, to lean on. But I'm curious if you, if that influenced you guys at all in uh, how you work together or was it just an organic thing? It was, it was, it was definitely an organic thing. I think that we, um, you know, really admire a lot of, um, obviously, the default thing is Cohen Brothers. They're amazing. But, like, um, I think we have always admired a lot of uh, films that have come out of teams that do a lot of writing and directing in mm. pairs and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, like the Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright stuff and um, just, yeah, from the beginning. I mean, and it's, it's more fun. It's Again, it's um, you're sharing an experience with other people and um 
yeah, I don't know, it just makes, I think, the creative process more fun. Yeah, and I think also because, like, we're only just beginning, um, yeah, as I said before, it's kind of, like, really nice to have someone else who's backing you up or thinking that that's a good idea or challenge you on something saying that's a bad idea because, you know, yeah, like, we're all learning and making yeah. mistakes all the time, so it's like you kind of can go into things with a bit more confidence when when you're with someone, I think, um, yeah. Yeah. That's right. None, none, none of us felt like we could go out and... Uh, Brave the world on our that, own. That's right. <laughs> so we, we, the three of us, kind of jumped on board together and, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is exciting. It's really nice to see that, you know, this, this relationship that started from university is carried on in a creative way. Like, it's, it, it's really, you know, it's, it's fascinating to see that kind of occur and, and brilliant in a lot of ways because it from my perspective it's always seemed like uh film in australia at least is very much a um fight for yourself kind of thing and the the relationships yeah, sure. that people have um just kind of get abandoned sometimes in in some way yeah. ways because it's like i'm number one and i've got to look after myself so it's it's really nice to see yeah. that you guys have worked together to to build this this great you know stakeout films looks fantastic and you've you've put out some great work so you know you've got some oh, to really be proud of yeah yeah, and you're only Thank young you. as well. Like, I'm really envious. I'm 35. Like, I'm like, you know, I, I look at you guys and I'm like, what have I done with my life? But it's it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> but it's exciting to see you know this kind of this kind of uh, stuff coming out, especially from South Australia, which um, you know is, over the past few years has really established itself as uh, I kind of want to say like the the center of Australian film in a lot of ways. Um, what's it like making films in South Australia? What's the the vibe there like? Um, yeah, well, I think it's yeah, it's, things seem to be ramping up in recent years for sure. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of this tight knit community, and um, you, you soon realise after being on a few sets and watching lots of South Australian made films that it's, you come across a lot of the same people. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's kind of like a really lovely community of people who watch out for each other and all, you know, suggest people for jobs and go, oh, come on this crew, do this. Um, and, yeah, it's it's because Adelaide's so small. I think it's, um, yeah, it's created this really kind of cute little community of people who all know each other um, and have some connection somewhere or another, um, which I'm sure in um, other places um, kind of has that in, in an extended kind of way. But in Adelaide it seems to be... Uh, really tight knit, um, and yeah, like very, very welcoming actually. Um, yeah, which is nice. It's great, it, as it should be. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and I think I think as the South Australian film industry continues to grow, with you know, there's Mortal Kombat about to film here, and lots of exciting things like that. I think that's going to really help South Australia stand out. Um, you know, just just it's such a lovely environment to make stuff in. Yeah, which is nice, and it, it's very yeah uh, supportive. Is is the 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 vibe that I get that it's very everybody's sure. looking out for one another. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, sorry, I cut you off there, Andy. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, even like logistically in Adelaide, I think you know we have so many. Uh, you know, we've got beaches in twenty minutes, and we've got wine region twenty minutes away from the city, and then we've got kind of this vast desert land looking areas like logistically there's just like lots of really cool easy to access locations here as well um so um that's why a lot of people come to shoot even short films here just because um you can get around a bit easier and um 
and yeah, there's lots of really visually awesome locations. Yeah, and and you're only like an hour and a half, two hours away from Melbourne and Sydney as well, which is, you know, that's got to be helpful too. If if people wanting to come to Adelaide, then you know, as you're saying, they they come there to make short films and stuff like that. Then it's it's got to be really yeah. beneficial. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I want to touch on as well. So your your earlier stuff is is it more comedic than than Call Connect is? Um, you know, is it is or was there a, a reliance on uh, leaning on genre and things like that as well? Um, unfortunately, I haven't watched the the short films that that you have done before, but I'm curious about uh, where you kind of started off creatively. Yeah, definitely in the in the comedy realm, and we still are making lots of comedy stuff because we love it. We actually started off straight out of uni um, doing a lot more kind of skit-based things, um, and it's kind of only in the last maybe two years that we've um, really started to try and push, you know, doing it properly. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, we did it. We did an earlier um, comedy. That was like our first thing out the gate, which is heaps of fun, with um, John, the third member of us, actually um, starring in it, which was really, really fun. Um, and then, yeah, we, we definitely would like to continue doing both. Um, we've just finished doing a little web series, which is um, called Filmies, which is a very fun, very silly... Um, mockumentary. Yeah, style. mockumentary-style um, series about film students. Um, and uh, and yeah, so that one, that's just three episodes that we did as a bit of a, a proof of concept kind of thing and that was um, funded by uh, Karku and Helpman Academy which are um, funding bodies here in SA that support uh, young local filmmakers that are five years, out, five years under out of university. So um, they gave us a bit of money to um, do three episodes of this really silly web series but I think our main our prerogative at the moment is um, we kind of want to uh, each project do something quite different to what we've done before so that when we can look back at it we can go you know this is what our capabilities yeah. are and you know um, yeah so I think uh, we're going to always be wanting to do comedy it's super fun and as I said on low budget it's much more achievable um, but yeah at we're the moment, really yeah we're really keen to jump into a lot more drama where um starting to prep for a, a new drama short that's kind of a thriller. Yeah, drama that, thriller. That Indy's written an awesome script for. Um, so, yeah, early days on that, but we're hoping to film that at the end of the year, which would be awesome. So it sounds like, I mean, you, you're well aware of the, the financial limitations of uh, certain genres and things like that, and, and certainly, um, you know, are trying to get as much out of a dollar as possible, which is great to see. Um, what's that like creatively for you guys? Is it limiting or is it a bit freeing? Because I've heard, talking to different filmmakers, I've heard that having a, a lower budget can be creatively freeing because you 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 know you find uh, benefits in limitations, but then it's also a lot more difficult too um, because you are limited. So for you guys, what's that like? Um, I think what determines that is like is it comes from the script because we've been in the boat before of going um oh this will be easy enough and discovering that in our script stage we've really kind of shot ourselves in the foot with a difficult location or you know a certain ridiculous prop or you know something like that that is just out of our budget range that causes us 
a lot of headaches down the road. Um, but then other times where we've really set out in a script to go, okay, you know, one location, four people, you know, minimal this, minimal that. Um, and it's, you know, it's a super low budget film, but we end up with a, a better product because, um, you know, we've really thought about those things in the initial stages. So I think it can definitely go both ways. Um, and we kind of do enjoy sometimes going, you know, grassrootsy kind of like what yeah. can we do with what we've got. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, it, it all comes down to the script and the initial idea and how smart you've been from the get-go um, to really consider uh, whether it's feasible or not with the budget that you have. And I think it's, uh, you know, even if it's not by choice, I think it's good to be going and... Um, going through this big learning curve, you know, making big mistakes while there's less financially at stake. Mm. Um, you know, it would be amazing if we're lucky enough to one day work with bigger budgets. Mm. But, um, you know, obviously every project, and I'm sure it will continue, that we do has at least an element that we're like, ah, oh, we totally didn't get that right. And it, it's, you know, it's a... Um, each one's a big amount financially to us, for sure. But um, yeah, it's, it's good to be making those mistakes uh, with when it's not, you know, working with other people's uh, millions. Actually, of yeah, dollars. That's right. <laughs> that's right. yeah. So obviously, that that seems like the the inevitable plan is to to be able to in the position where you can safely work with other people with millions of dollars and things like that. Um, <laughs> is there like? Is there a, a plan in place, okay, in the next year or two years, we want to have X amount of short films to be able to put forward to somebody so we can make a feature film? Is that the plan for you guys? Or are you happy at the moment uh, just working in the short film realm and then not even thinking about feature films yet? We, um, yeah, we definitely would really, we're busting to do a feature. Yeah, we'd, the dream. we'd love it. Um, even like a super low budget feature, I think, yeah, that's really what we want to do. Um, so kind of what we're doing at the moment is each project we're trying to um, either show off like a, a different aspect of our skills or hone in on new skills or um, like, for example, the next project that we're working on is going to be uh, a longer format and um, really working on, we're going to increase the budget a little bit hopefully so that we can, you know, put some money into um, some of the gear that we'll be using and, yeah, like really concentrating on, um, kind of like trying to up-level our skills each time so that hopefully um, in a year or two we can uh, approach someone and go, you know, this is what we've made so far. Um, you know, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how we go. Right. A year or two would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think each time, yeah, we're just trying to get better and try new things so that, yeah, hopefully as soon as possible we can um, give doing a feature a go. That, that would be awesome. Yeah. So what's the, the festival plans for Core Connect as well? Obviously, uh, just launched at Revelation, um, but is are there any other festivals coming up that it will be screening at for, for people to be able to seek it out? Um, it'll be screening at um, the American Psychological um, Association runs a film festival that uh, it's kind of like based around... Um, you know, anything to do with psychology. Um, so we're, we're screening as part of a trio of films on mental health, um, and that's in Chicago, if anyone happens to be there. Um, but, yeah, I think that's happening um, this August. So, um, yeah, that'll be really interesting. And I think they have a bit of a, a Q&A after where um, they kind of talk about, um, you know, the 
psychology aspects of the film. Um, and, uh, yeah, apparently it's lots of uh, mental health practitioners and psychologists who go to the festival, so that's kind of slightly nerve-wracking. But, yeah, that's the, um, the next big festival that it will be um, screening at. And, uh, yeah, we've got a few coming up on the horizon as well. But, yeah, we're, yeah, we're still in the process of we've kind of only recently entered into a bunch of things. So, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the more people that see it, the better. I, I find that interesting as well about um, the mental health practitioners being there and watching it because it does feel like the sort of film that, that works as kind of a two, uh, two-handed two kind of thing. It's it's both a very interesting and engaging film that's, that's fascinating to watch and you're in it every single minute of the way. Uh, but then on the other hand, it's also like it feels like a really good educational tool in the sense that this is how people work under pressure and thrown into the deep end. And, and this is a pretty deep end that, you know, that somebody is thrown into. Um, and I imagine there's a lot to learn from that. Was, was that just kind of something that kind of fell into place with it or it was never an intention, but it, it just happened with the, the film? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, as I said before, it was we, we definitely didn't want to claim to have any answers. Um, but, yeah, we wanted to concentrate more on, on the caller herself and, you know, if that situation came up, how would, like, we react to that? And, you know, we've all been in that situation where we feel completely out of our debt um, and that we really, um, we know how much weight comes with our words and we need to choose them carefully, that kind of thing. So, um in terms of um, Brendan's character, we keep it fairly um, non-specific because um, you, you, neither of us have been in the position where we're calling one of those helplines before. And before I wrote the script, I kind of went on to I, I went onto the web and looked at. They have a lot of um, lots of the different helplines have true stories of you know of the type of people who called the helpline and how it helped them and what they spoke about and all that kind of stuff and examples of what you know what one of the operators should say in that situation. Um, so that gave me a good idea of, you know, how one of those conversations would kind of typically go down. Um, but in the end, um, that kind of, that stuff didn't really matter because it was more of writing from the, the perspective of if I was thrust in, into this situation out of the blue, what would I do being completely uneducated about it and, um, you know, and not ready for it, what would I do? So that's kind of where it came from. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could do and do that situation. Like I, I don't think I could be the person on the end of the phone trying to, uh, you know, talk to somebody about their their problems like that. And I, and that's that's the greatness of the the film is that it, it it forces you to to ask yourself what would you do in this situation if it was you that was there. And I love that you know there's a moment where essentially you know the guy on the other end is like you're just doing this so you can get some some credits and you know, life experience. And, and that feels like such a, a pointed line as well in the sense that it's like, well, you know, maybe people often do these volunteer things just because they want to uh, feel better about themselves. But when they actually are, are thrown into the situation where they have to realize and understand what's going on, uh, things change a lot. And yeah, I, there's so much going on in it. I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, so yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, not a problem at all. Um, look, I've taken up a hippie of your time, guys, and I really appreciate all this because, uh, you know, it's been really, really interesting being able to talk to you about your work and your films, and, and I'm certain that you guys are going to be names that I will be seeing a lot more over the next few years. Um, but as 
somebody who you know as a, as a team that has come out of university and created this this great group um do you have any sort of tips and suggestions for people who are looking to get into filmmaking uh from a young age or just at any age really um that they might need to apply when they're heading off to making their first short film um, yeah, we, uh, we're still very new ourselves, so I don't think we're right to be giving any advice, but, um, yeah, I suppose, um, what's helped us is, yeah, getting, surrounding yourself with people who are passionate about the same thing. It gives you a lot of motivation and a lot of direction. And, um, and I think, uh, yeah, looking at from the get go, uh, being realistic in your script in terms of what you think you can, um, you know what kind of actors you have access to, uh, locations, props, everything, um, because uh, you know you might have a fantastic uh, sci-fi, you know, thirty-minute drama that you want to make, but you just might not be able to make it yet the way that you want it. So um, yeah, so I think like maybe yeah, really concentrating on on uh, what you have access to in the script stage, and really thinking about simplifying things if you don't have much of a budget but doing it really well and then hopefully in two or three projects time you can make your your big sci-fi drama. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And Joe, do you have any suggestions or or tips by any chance? Um, I think just to add to that, it's just, you know, whatever, um, whatever feels exciting to you. Yeah. It's going to take up so much time and money. Um, and no matter what, by the end of it, you're going to be, of it at the end of the editing process that led to you had some distance from it so you, yeah you're just going to do something that um, you feel is is worth spending the time on um, you can't kind of put too much pressure on each project you know it's extremely unlikely that this short that you're working on right now will be what launches your career so you've just got to go with I would like to watch this and it seems like it'd be a lot of fun to work on and just hope you can surround yourself with people who feel the same way which we've been lucky enough to have that happen fantastic I think that's a that's a perfect way to wrap things up um yeah Thank you very much again, guys, for your time. I really appreciate and being able to talk to you about this short film. As I was saying, uh, you know, it's it was really uh, it was paired with the the film Chain for Life at Revelation, and I think it was a really good companion film in a lot of ways um, because you know that was a great feature film, but this was a really good short film that that put you in the mindset of considering the position of others and stuff like that, which is what Chain for Life is also all about. So it was a a great pairing from Revelation, but I was just really fortunate to be able to watch a great Australian short film there so you know it was fantastic oh, to thank, say you. thank yeah. you so much really appreciate it That was filmmakers Indiana Bell and Josiah Allen talking about their work with their production company Stakeout Films as well as their short film called Connect. As I said at the beginning, I really enjoyed this short film and I really enjoyed this discussion. I thought it was a really exciting discussion and as per usual, uh, there was dog dog background noise in in the interview and I apologise for that. Uh, It's one of the... uh, the foibles of, of uh, working as a independent media person, uh, putting out these sorts of interviews and stuff like that, uh, where you do get dog background noises, but them's the brakes. So, yeah, 
Anyway, hope you enjoyed this discussion. Head over to their website, stakeoutfilms.com. Again, the link is in the show notes. Check out their work. Keep an eye on Core Connect because you will really like it when you see it. Uh, it's great, great work in that particular short film and great work coming out of Stakeout Films as well. Hey, if you enjoy what I do as well, head over to the website, thecurb.com.au. Sign up for an email newsletter that comes out once a month that gives you an idea of what we've been doing over the past month, reviews, articles, interviews like this one. Uh, also, follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash thecurbau and on twitter.com forward slash thecurbau or just stick it into your apps and you'll find us. And if you want to go the extra step, then head over to patreon.com forward slash thecurbau to support us financially. Thanks again for listening, guys, and we will see you on the next episode of The Curb. Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to oscastnetwork.com for details.